Get Shit Done podcast. It's yours truly, Jilly Jones, with the adventures of Jilly Jones, where each and every week I bring you amazing guests from around the world. And of course, as I promise each and every week, this week is no different. And I'm super excited because this is a woman when we met, we, I think we were scheduled for 30 minutes at first and we talked for a full hour because we can shoot the shit about anything. So buckle in, you know, hold, hold on to your seats because this is going to be an exciting episode. So please help me welcome Michelle Nedelik to the show. Crowd goes crazy. Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> they go wild. And like, what's really cool about this is that like you have four podcasts yourself. Don't you? Is it four? I do. I do with a special episode, which makes it five. Five, five <laughs> yeah. podcasts. You're like, you're talking, you're talking in your sleep, girl. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was thinking going, maybe I could put that on my title somewhere. Is, what do you do for a living? I'm professional shoot the shitter. <laughs> And I like it, you know, because like I've introduced myself at times, like at networking events, you know, and people always like to know, like, what do you do? I love to talk. What do you do? <laughs> They're like, okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. We got a chatty Kathy in our midst. <laughs> hey, well, when you get paid to talk, it brings it to a whole new level of, of professionalism going it on does. here. It does. It does. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, it's yeah. interesting um, in fact, I just spoke with a friend of mine this week, today, in fact, and uh, she's interested in starting a podcast. I'm like, oh, I've got people for you to connect with and find out all you need to know about podcasts because it can be one of those things that are daunting for a lot of people that are listening in. Like I even know Mel Robbins. She openly admits that it took her a couple of years, two, three years before she finally said, okay, I'm, I'm putting together my podcast. And now you have four with a specialty of a fifth. So why don't we just get started with you? And, you know, you tell the listening audience a little bit about you, like whatever you want, you know, who you are, what you bring to the party, what makes you unique. So the floor is yours. Awesome. Well, yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I run a company called Awareness Strategies and I've been running it since 2003. And the our focus has always been on entrepreneurs and helping entrepreneurs grow as individuals, understanding the rules of the game are different from when you first get on the little blue planet, you get to be a consumer and you get to eat and drink and do all sorts of fun stuff. And then at some point you go, hey, I really want this thing called money and I want to <laughs> start uh, figuring out how I can contribute to society in order to make some of that fun stuff. Most of us will go into employee roles and then we move up into either management or sales. And then some of us are especially kind of crazy enough to think that we can become entrepreneurs. And that is my sweet spot, my joie de vivre. That is who I love helping because when you when you get that little something, something crazy, it's like a twinkle in your eye and I can see it. It's like a two-year-old. It's like, yes, we are going to have fun. <laughs> so, so how you do that? Now, that's where the fun part comes out. Some of us like to talk for a living. Some of us like to listen for a living. Some of us you know, do things for a living. Um, but it all comes down to three pillars of business is you need to do marketing. You need to talk about, hey, I do this thing. Sales, do you want this thing? And fulfillment. Great. Now that I got your money, I'll go and do this thing for you. So if you can understand those, that is as simplified as business gets. And everything that you do in a given day has to have elements of those three pillars, then you can create more productivity than anybody else can in a week or a month or a year. And if 
finances is the goal that you have in your business. If you want to build a million dollar business or add a million dollars to your business, you just got to figure out how does that activity crunch down into, um, into being able to make that happen. So you got to start with the end in mind, reverse engineer, build out your business plan, and then go and do the things and focus on the things that get you on that straight and narrow. And some people may say five podcasts is not straight and narrow, Michelle. <laughs> I started with one and I honed that one in. <laughs> I started to go, okay, I'm bored, which, you know, no entrepreneur has ever done before in their lives, right? Uh, so then I do these this crazy thing, but it allows me to meet people internationally, which is awesome. It allows me to meet people that are also focused on helping entrepreneurs build their businesses and starting to understand that it's not about the tactics so much as it is about understanding it's the strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. And once we can hone in on what those are for our business, then the tactics kind of fall into place and, and we can make magic. So that's what I do. That's what I love to do. And yeah, podcasting, we've gone into podcast production. So for people who are interested in, they want to do the podcast, but they won't want to do the thing. I have a team because people are going, how do you do five? It's like, I talk <laughs> and then I give all this to somebody else and somebody else does that. And they're like, can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, here's my team. Go ahead. Use them. Well, so it, it's like you're speaking my language on so many parts because I talk about that all the time. Like for, for me as well, um, I, you know, I record and I do the podcast, but I outsource it to, you know, another company to put everything together for me and to upload it and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff in my mind that's time consuming. And it's really worth it when you look at it to pay someone to do the time consuming tasks that you could be turning around and making that money. And that's where a lot of times I think that people just are short-sighted with that because they don't see it as an investment in their business or they don't see it as a business expense. They see it for some reason as costing them money and it's just this whole mindset thing. Like, I know when you start business, money's like not huge, right? Like, you know, we all have our capital. We're all like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? But mm -hmm. at the same token too, I'm here to tell you, if you put it out there, it will come back to you when you're getting paid to do what you love to do. Absolutely. Well, and I think it comes down to the tactics strategy argument again, is that the tactics is doing a podcast, which is great, but what's the strategy for it? How does it fit in? So. With all of my podcasts, even though some of them are totally just for me and they're fun, they still have the ability to be able to monetize and I know how. So I know why I'm doing the shows I'm doing. And uh, one, the longer I'm sane, <laughs> air quotes, <laughs> the longer the business gets to keep going. And two, uh, it's being able to, when I get the right people, not only are we having fun, we're jiving and... And we have some business connections there as well. So a lot of people don't look at podcasts as how do I monetize it? It's this is an expression I want to have, which if you're doing that is great, but understand that that's going to be a, a huge money investment for you. And there are still ways to monetize it, even though that's the case. And if you want to do it as a business proposition, then you want to make sure that you're promoting your courses and your content or your services or whatever it is you got going on. So why was it the vehicle of podcasting? Like, I mean, there's so many different things that people try, right? Like, right. I mean, you know, there's all about social media and, and people do all these different avenues. I mean, myself, I even have a television show and everything else. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, YouTube and whatever you want to, you know, know that's out there. 
So why podcasting? Like what, what, what made you say, here's my avenue and what was the click factor for you? Absolutely. So one of it was, I wanted to interview people who had tools and, and things to be able to, and services to be able to help entrepreneurs. So that was the primary focus. I knew I wanted to interview them and, and have a little fun with it. And in my brain, somehow that didn't jive with YouTube because it wasn't just me being on soapbox episodes all the time. And I didn't want the little glitzy um, editing, post editing to have to do. I didn't want to put a whole lot of effort into it in that realm. I wanted good quality content with quality people that knew how to take entrepreneurs to a new level. So in my mind, it wasn't a YouTube thing and it just fit the the podcasting model. It has since turned into YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's, there's elements of it everywhere. Again, I don't do any of that. So that makes me happy. Um, and some of it, there's software, some of it, people put the effort into it. But a lot of it was um, just being able to talk and have fun with people and kind of eliminating the excess. And I'm all about hitting the big easy button. It's like, if it's not easy, I'm probably not going to do it for long. I used to have one of those those easy buttons, right? Because it's like, <laughs> people love, love love buttons, right? Like I have this fun one, the badass button, you know, it's so like hey, every hey. once in a while. Have you ever <laughs> seen this or heard this one? Like, I have not. You know, it's like, let's see what it'll say today. Oh, see, it just said, you are a badass. Like, that's all I need to know. It says five different things. Like one of my other one, favorite ones on that button is feed fear a suck it sandwich. <laughs> that is awesome. See, this is how we derail when we see buttons on our on our desk. And we're like, ooh, shiny object. It's a button. <laughs> exactly. So Michelle, what was your journey to get to, you know, doing what you did today? So you said 2003, but like, what did life look like before that? And where was the, the catalyst that kind of said, okay, this is what I'm doing. I want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that, that, that button got pushed a long time before that. Oh, before so that. I, yeah, I started my first three, not one, not two, three businesses when I was 23. I opened up an electronic store, a bed and breakfast and a tanning salon all at the same time. Cause you know, go big or home, go home. And I did it all in the Arctic. <laughs> I do not recommend that on any shape, shape or form. It's like, if that was a recipe for how to do it wrong, that was it. Um, but what it did give me was a lot of experience because I went into part our business with my partner at the time who had run a business for years up there. And part of getting the loans for the business was um, partnering with the BDC. And the BDC is a group that um, backs loans, if you want to put it that way. They're kind of government-backed loans. Um, and as part of the deal, in order to be able to get alone from the BDC, you have to have coaching as part of their package because they want to ensure your success. And that part was fantastic. But the first interview we had, he's like, well, how much do you expect to make off of this? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never owned an electronic store before. Well, how much have they been making? I don't know. Didn't you talk to Denny about that? <laughs> Why are you giving me a loan? <laughs> and it was, it was, Part missed it because I'm looking at him and I'm expecting him to be very accountant-like and very, you know, all by the numbers. And the questions he was asking me all sounded like fairy dust. And it's like, so how many unicorns come into your store? <laughs> and I'm like, shouldn't you be asking me like better questions than these? 
it, it didn't make any sense at all. So clearly it took a while for me to catch on to the whole business thing. But I, I mean, I learned so much. The tanning salon phone was ringing off the hook, but they were, of course, we're up in the Northwest Territory. So they were wanting to tan their hides, not their wives. So I went, wrong kind of tanning salon. <laughs> what we're talking about. Okay. Clearly we need to get some messaging. <laughs> Anybody in Southern California doesn't understand that you can talk to somebody in the tri-state area and they'll explain. <laughs> right. Right. For, for further clarification, contact. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going into that here. <laughs> oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. We had a um, mayhem ruled. The relationship didn't work out. So the businesses didn't work out, but my, my entrepreneurial seed had been planted and and it couldn't help but grow. After that, having a job was just not the same. Everywhere I went, whether it was retail outlet or something, it was like, oh, have you had somebody come in merchandise place? Have you? <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not working for us. I, I was in a consultant role before I was in a minimum wage job. It just didn't work out after that. <laughs> So, you know, cause it's very interesting to me. So like when I, um, I went the entrepreneurial route, so, um, little background just for people listening in, you know, and I may have talked about this before I talk about so many things on my podcast, cause I'm just an open book, but you know, my parents had been employees, you know, they had that employee mindset and I was the first one in my family to go to college. And not that that gets you on the path to being an entrepreneur, but like, I think I just saw so much more and like, I just realized that, okay, well, maybe there's just more than working for someone else. And so when I decided to go the entrepreneurial route, and that was back in like 2005, I think my dad thought I grew six heads and he's like, who the hell are you? And what did you do with my daughter? I thought like, I think he thought I was a pod person or something, right? Because that was just not in our family. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs as there are for, are for all of us in business, right? Whether you have role models or not, but it was just, I just find that sometimes I think I've questioned myself more about my business acumen because I didn't have someone to model after. So did you have people in your family that you could model or that kind of maybe planted a little bit of seed earlier on, or you were just a free spirit? Well, as we like to say, we do have a little bit of an attitude problem. So that helps. <laughs> I have that too, but <laughs> people ask me what I do. And I say mostly shit and abuse, but you know, sometimes there's things involved in there. And it's my, so my dad was a lifetime electrician and uh, growing up, he worked for a friend of his who ran the company and, and dad was just way too smart for all of this, but he didn't want any of the stress. Like, five o'clock kid, he wanted to be out of there. And like, while I'm there, I'm there. And while I'm not, I'm not. So I'm sure he was one of the best foremen this, this guy ever had because he would put everything into it and worked really hard. And I looked at my dad and went, I would rather die than do that every day in and out. It's like, what is it about, you know, that they tell their kids at supper that I wasn't hearing at my supper table because all I was hearing was about the complaints of people that had the ability to be able to make decisions and and had the power to be able to move things, whereas dad had the power to observe things and deal with it, which I did not like. So I guess that might have been part of the reason why the whole business consulting thing came by so easily for me is once I figured out how to run a business and how to make it stick, it was like, oh God, everybody needs to know this. So 
I get it that you might be a great electrician and you want to go into business, but you're terrified of going into business because it's not your mojo. Like, that's what I want to teach you. I want to teach you everything from this, the, how you write off expenses, how you know what an expense is. And when do you register your business? Why would you register your business? Like all the back end stuff that nobody really cares about when they're thinking about going into business, they're thinking about, okay, I need business cards and I need networking events. <laughs> what do I get clients? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that too. That, that's a good start. And then there's a lot of professionals that don't think that. They're like, okay, I put my sign up. Where are the clients? Like, why aren't they coming to see me? So the dentists, the lawyers, the engineers, all, um, when they have the desire to be able to figure out how to run a, a savvy business, then that those are the ones I want to talk to because they put certain things in place and their business can run like a well-oiled machine. And that's super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and again, like I, I love that, you know, that you, because uh, your passion comes through, right? Like your passion to really truly help people because again, and I think that that's, you know, I'm not true business, like true business coaching, right? Like there's a lot more that I do. Cause like when it comes to like, you know, numbers and Excel sheets, I know it's important and I know it's important for my business, but it's not something that I'm like, let's like, you know, let's, <laughs> let's like, I know people who that like lights them up. Like, yes. yes. Like it lights them up like nobody's business. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see my numbers. Yeah, like, let's move on. Let's move on to the next thing. Make right? money. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got, you know, I got positive amount. Like I got money in the bank. We're good to go. Right. Right. You know, but, but I think that it's so, it's so important that there are people that like you that are out there that are really able to help people in that aspect, because I mean, you know, most businesses fail in the first five years. And like, if you can set yourself up to not maybe have some of those same mistakes by getting great coaching or getting a mentor, getting somebody who's an expert from the get-go. Again, it's an investment, but in the long run, it's going to save you money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the coaching aspect is so important, especially when they have somebody like you that shows them how to get shit done. Because one of the primary pillars is their mindset. And a lot of people don't realize that one, as an entrepreneur, the rules of the game from being an employee are 100% different. So everything you do as an employee, you cannot do as an entrepreneur, otherwise you will fail. So if you think that reading your email and getting your job tasks from your clients at the beginning of the day is how you become successful in business, that's how you kill your business. Thinking that the customer is always right will kill your business. Uh, they may be right and you have to figure that out. <laughs> but then but don't assume that they are right. And it's being able to, all of your power has to come from internal, not external. And if you can figure out that part out, you're like scads ahead of everybody else. And it, it allows you to be able to take control of your day and see things in a different way, which then allows you to, the other mistakes that you make become not as expensive. Right. But if you don't have your head in the right, place and you're still allowing external circumstances like the market and your clients and other things to affect how you run your business, then that's why your business is guaranteed to fail within the first five years. Mm -hmm. It's could, but it will. Right. Right. And it's just, you know, um, being prepared and like just really being cognizant. And, you know, again, like you and I both know, you're not going to know everything 
<laughs> all the time, right? Like we'd like to think we do. <laughs> right? I know I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah, I know. I know. However, it's like really just setting yourself up. Like how can you set yourself up the best for success? And that looks like, you know, being open to asking questions and asking for support and getting help and and also acknowledging that you don't know what you don't know, right? Because I mean, a lot of people, I think have a lot of fear about how they're going to look. I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm fully transparent, but I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I don't know. And I have no problem raising my hand and be like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that one to me again? Because that's the only way that we will learn and grow. Absolutely. So some of my rules are ask three times more than you spend money on it. So if you don't have, if you haven't asked at least three times more (laughs) in value than that money is worth to you, then you haven't asked enough questions. Two is go to somebody else and ask them, or actually let me back up from the asking of the questions is assume that you know nothing and allow whomever is in the room to be smarter than you for whatever reason. So maybe they're in the frontline employee, maybe they've you know, had businesses before, something to that effect. Always assume that they know more than you and sit in the room from that respect. And you will always be better off than if you think you're the smartest person in the room and you're not listening to anyone. Right. Like right off the bat, because it may take you a while to realize that you don't know what you don't know, but that is a really ugly lesson to learn. <laughs> it's not that you're not smart. It's not that you're not educated. It's not that you're not confident or capable or any of those things. You just don't know what you just don't know. And that is probably the most expensive lesson entrepreneurs have to learn. Well, and just to piggyback on what you said, you know, like it's it's okay to not know too, right? Like, of I mean, there, you know, I think, like that, that whole mindset of like being so afraid of what you're going to look like. Well, like, you know, it's like, sometimes you have to see what's going to be more painful, right? Like, are you like too afraid to ask the question now and look dumb? And I put that in air quotes for those of you listening in, or when you have egg on your face and like, you've done everything wrong and, you know, like everything is, is going to hell in a handbasket. Is that the time that you want to look dumb? Right? Like, I mean, it's like, uh, just be a little proactive. And again, I, I mean, I have made more mistakes and I probably still continue to make more mistakes, but I like you am better about asking questions. And, and I love that tip. It's like, ask. And I've always said, if you don't ask, you don't get, but I love the fact about asking at least three times, you know, before you go ahead and say, because that is the one thing. And I'm sure you have heard as well, Michelle, from people who have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on things that either they don't apply, that didn't work. They were promised the moon stars and the sun and weren't given like, you know, anything. They weren't even given like a, like a, like Pluto, which is no longer a planet, right? Like, I mean, they weren't given anything. So not even a token planet. I yeah, can't get a token a, planet. Like, how can we have grown up thinking Pluto was a planet? And now it's like, boom, you, you, your, your planet status revoked, revoked, canceled, <laughs> canceled culture. <laughs> Or Pluto's or out there, Pluto. like like now you want to talk about having an identity crisis. Like I'm it's still Pluto. here. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. I know. <laughs> I got this, Larry. 
No, my, my next venture, I think, is going to be to buy a business that I know nothing about solely because I know nothing about. I know business. Therefore, I can bring business acumen to the situation, but I can't get involved in the the day-to-day operations, so to speak, of it, because I think that'll allow me to be able to see more clearly exactly the strategies, the systems, the sport, state of mind, and be able to hone in my skills to a whole new level, looking at a business that I don't know anything about. And I think for a lot of people, that would terrify them. <laughs> to go, what you're gonna do? What? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, aren't you supposed to take the thing you know and then go and do the thing you know? And in a weird sort of way, I think that's the problem we get into is that we think that that skill set is what the business is about, and it's not. That's what we're about, but that's not what the business is about. And you have to learn the acumen of the business. Well, and I want to just touch upon what you said about strategies, right? Because I think that um, it. Like I learned a lot about strategies. I just, as we talked about before we jumped on the podcast, I just uh, was certified as a master practitioner in NLP. And they talk a lot about like how we do things based on a strategy. And sometimes you're not even aware of what that strategy is. Like everything in life is strategic. You know, so like if you think that you're going to go into a business and not have kind of like your set strategy and and getting your support and all those other kinds of things. Like if you're listening in today, like just really stop and reassess and reach out to somebody, whether it's Michelle or myself or somebody else that you know, ask your questions and get the information before you dive in head first. And then it's like the sink or swim, you know, kind of philosophy. Like that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. Well, and on that, it's kind of fun. I did a course once on what would happen to your business if your mother ran your business? Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, I love my mom, but there's no way she could run my business. I said, well, what you have to understand is she is running your business. She's running your business and your dad's running your business. They're not in your business, but they are because <laughs> they're in you. And all of those previously built strategies of how to survive, of how to get by, of how to create a reputation, of how to not get egg in your face, of how to, whatever it was that was important to them, all of those are playing out in your business right now. You can't escape that. And when you really understand that, then you start to realize how much of your subconscious ideologies are playing out in your business. So if you don't like the result that you see on the outside, you have to go, whose result is it? It's mine. Okay. So what's going on with me? And it's not that you're blaming yourself for what's going on for you. It's that you're the creator of what's going on for you. So if you create the mayhem, you get to change the mayhem, which is great, but you don't do it externally. You do it internally now, which makes entrepreneurialism one of the biggest internal games on the planet, which also makes it one of the most fun games. Right. I love the name of that course. Like I might just have to come up with like a new, like a new na- a course name around, you know, like, you know, is your mother running your business as <laughs> your father, you know, like who's, who's running your business. Right. You know, because you're absolutely right. Like those, you know, thought processes are so ingrained in us mm-hmm. and we want to say that we're not our, our parents. However, I'm here to tell uh-huh. you people. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are totally, <laughs> yeah. you know, like our parents. So Michelle, gosh, we've been all over the board today and everybody listening in is going to be like, okay, like these two cycles, like going back and forth, talking about Pluto and all kinds of other stuff, but it's been fun. So is there anything else on your mind, your heart, a message you want to leave the audience that of everything we've talked about today that you still want to say you need to know? Well, yes, absolutely. Can I give your audience a gift? 
Yes, you certainly can. Awesome. How, how nice. Listen, guys, listen up. You're getting a gift. <laughs> You're getting a few gifts. So yes, I would love to give you guys all the um, Stop the Leaks, Seven Keys, Common Mistakes That Business Owners Make, and especially in the world of digital marketing. So you can have bricks and mortar, but when you go into the digital world, there's certain aspects that people just do wrong. One, because they're taking bricks and mortar um, methodologies and bringing it into the digital world, and that doesn't work either. It's just like being an, uh, an employee and becoming an entrepreneur. Traditional bit marketing and digital marketing are completely opposite and you'll lose playing by the same rules. Uh, so I'll give you that. That'll also get you a free ticket into my masterclass on business scaling secrets, <laughs> business ownership secrets to scaling. Sorry, I'll get that one down. Boss, it's B-O-S-S. -S. You're going to be the boss. You can remember it that way. Business ownership, secrets of scaling. And then from there, you even get to have a discovery call with me. And we're going to go through your online marketing business plan and make sure that all of those elements are in play, as well as the four S's of strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. So we haven't been talking in circles. We've just been skirting issues. <laughs> well, but, but no more. We got direct and to the point. Like you ask and you get. So you free gifts from Michelle. We'll make sure we have all the links. And are those found on your website? What is your website, Michelle? I'm at, at awarenessstrategies.com. And I'm hoping that your audience gets a little special something, something. So oh yeah, well, I mean, for you. Oh, you're so special. Like, well, yeah. of course, people listening in, like I only surround myself with really special, great people and um, gifts are awesome. Like I love surprise gifts, <laughs> right? Like when you get that, in fact, I have to tell you, and I have it, you, you better watch for me on social media. So for those of you listening in, this will probably have already been posted. So people who know me, know me that I love to wear costumes, right? So the other day I sent this text, uh, this text group that I'm in, like that I'm a big dill. Like instead of deal, like dill, right? So this friend of mine says to me, she's like, do you have a pickle costume? I said, no, I don't, but I really should get one. Guess what she sent me in the mail? I've got a pickle costume, costume. that I like, I'm going to put on and I've got to, I'm probably going to do a video today because I want to thank her and tag her on it, you know, like with my, my pickle, <laughs> pickle costume. So it's like, woohoo, I'm a big deal. <laughs> I love it. I am so excited. Yeah, it's going to go viral in no time, I can tell. <laughs> no, well, we'll see. We're we'll like, oh my God, Julie Jones is at it again. Michelle, yeah, you know, like, fun. I know it, it, this has been fun. And like, my final question to you today is this, because this is the Get Shit Done podcast. Yes. So what are you doing to get shit done in your own life this week? Oh, that's fun. So I have got to the point where I put things in my calendar that I want to get done. And I book the time off for them. And in the details of the meeting, that's the shit that's got to get done there. And I treat it as if I'm in a meeting with the president of Coca-Cola. Like if I don't get this done, like everything's online for this meeting. Nothing is taking me out of this meeting. And that's how I get shit done. I love that because I think people often go to a place of blocking off time and they block off these big chunks of time and no. then everything else. I have becomes, three hours to get some stuff done. Yeah. Like everything no. else becomes a priority. <laughs> and then they're like, what happened? Why didn't anything get done? <laughs> Listen, if you're not talking to Michelle, like you need to talk to me, the get shit done queen about like how to block your time off effectively so that, you know, we can, you know, cause it's not about like, I tell this to people all the time. It's not about being busy, busy, busy. 
so that like you are insane. It's about getting done what you need to get done so you can live the life that you want to live is Um, really what it comes down to. So now that I know that I can slightly swear in this one, I also did an article on busy as bullshit because it's pretending that you know something that you don't. People who have a system and a plan in place have more time off and more flexibility and more available time than anybody else. It's like, you want to be? Yeah, sure. Come on in. They have that kind of a schedule as opposed to the, I'm so busy. I can't get anything done and I haven't got anything done. Know what you got to get done. Know that it's on track. You want it like an arrow. You want to have the arrow in place on the bow, pull the (laughs) bow back, fire it and be done and go, yeah, I accomplished something. Absolutely. Easy peasy. I think we're going to have to do a part two, like on that whole like idea of busyness, right? Because I call it busy. Everybody's busy, like, right? Like they're like, that's the standard answer everybody gives. So it's like, stop being woo busy and just really, you know, get on with living your life. Because that's what being an entrepreneur, if you're listening into this podcast, that's what it's all about. It's really, truly living the life that you design, not that you have by default. So on that note, Michelle, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It's been so much fun. Thank um, you. We, we might have to like title like this episode, like um, the uh, the complex of Pluto, <laughs> like the identity <laughs> complex of Pluto. That might just get people like wondering what the hell is this episode all about? Because it's like, I don't think I've ever talked about Pluto the planet before. <laughs> <What> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this is Julie Jones signing off for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. As always, I love to help support you in, you know, living the life of your dreams. Go ahead to my website, juliejones.biz, B-I-Z, and be sure to book a free call with me as well so that I can get you on track um, for everything that Michelle and I talked about today. And as always, have a productive, get shit done kind of week. We'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset. And I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.